0: I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. No, no, no. This is going to be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract, never that, I just take the contact, I will bring it back, I'm running on the fast break, behind the back, yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that, jerk with the back. And the in the house tonight. <laughs> and welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member of MavsMoneyball.com and I'm joined as always, by my co-host, contributor at mavs. What you got for me, Isaac Harris?
1: All right, so we're talking about the Avengers. Before this, can you imagine if Thanos, his snap? Can you imagine if it actually happened? How Which many players Mavericks probably... would have survived
0: the snap? <laughs> Who would have survived the snap? I feel like how? I feel like if we go by Avengers rules, all the original survived the snap, right? So like. Iron Man okay. survived. Captain America survived. Well,
1: Dirk isn't going anywhere. Yeah, Dirk stays.
0: <laughs> JJ stays. <laughs> it's like Dirk, Devin, JJ. I think Luca goes down because he's like the he's like Black Ooh, Panther kind of. Yeah, you know? like he's like he's the, the new, new guy. the new like box office winning guy.
1: Yes, up and coming. A king. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How how would okay? So how how would the league move forward?
0: Man, how would they? Move? You have to do crazy draft like a crazy expansion draft so at this point it wouldn't be like an expansion draft where you take from other teams but just the draft just becomes massive and all well and they have all these these g-league teams so they just bring up all the g-league guys
1: yeah so at that point if you take you you don't know if it's you know some teams might lose like 10 players on let's just say every team's cut in half i guess you would just go g-league route
0: but we don't know if it would be cut in half because it's just half of all people. It's not yes, just half. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, now we we're talking about half that. of all the the elite athletes. So would it? I don't know.
1: That's true. Well, Maybe campaign's definitely gone. <laughs> <laughs> campaign could be gone for sure. He's already um, gone. Oh, he already floated away. Um, Interesting. I wonder if Adam Silver would be part of that crew. No, Nick Fury.
0: Nick Fury didn't make it, right?
1: No, he didn't make it. Well, yeah. are we like spoiling stuff, right? Well, I guess if it's
0: no, if you haven't watched it by now, that's your fault. <laughs> you, everybody knows it's been a, it's been a joke on Twitter forever.
1: Yeah, you can buy. Uh,
0: hey guys, um... guess what? Spoiler alert: Thanos did get all the Infinity Stones. Ooh, that's why there's a two part movie. You just, I mean, even before going into it, you knew he was going to get all the stones, yeah. put them in the gauntlet, yeah. and then you're, he was going to snap, and then something was going to happen, but. Anyway, all right, on the podcast today, we're going through the Western Conference teams and looking through trades the Mavericks could make if they keep their pick. So the Mavericks pick, we've gone over this a thousand times, top five protected. If it comes outside the top five, it goes to Atlanta. So the lottery is a massive night for the Mavericks. We're going on the assumption that this pick is between two and four, because if it's number one, we just take Zion, and neither of us really want to trade that pick. Uh, They're are probably packages out there that we would trade the number one pick for, but not many. It's probably like one or two in the entire NBA, right? Giannis. (laughs) Probably it because of, of contracts and everything all included.
1: Yeah. There's people out there that's debated the Anthony Davis type of thing, and in a theoretical world, his talent plus his age, and if he signed the max contract, then you should do it. But there's a lot of other factors that play into that too. That would lean towards Zion, just keeping Zion and all that, but because
0: anyway. he's he's going to be a free agent after this next year.
1: Yes, and you'd have yes. to get that
0: assurance from him. And can we trust his assurances right now? Exactly.
1: No, I don't know. He's also a rich Paul client, and uh, the last rich Paul client we had was Nerland's. So
0: that is true, and he also just switched his his <laughs> switched his agency to, to Clutch. Yes, man. Anyway. Uh, Okay, anyway. So we're going to go through all the Western Conference teams and talk about what what kind of trades could be possible. So uh, I'm just going to go in alphabetical order. Let's start with the Denver Nuggets, Isaac Ooh. Harris. The Denver Nuggets. Are there any packages that the Nuggets could maybe put together? I'm thinking, what, what did you think about like a Michael Porter Jr. plus like something else?
1: Yeah, so basically, when we do this exercise—if you didn't listen to the Eastern Conference one—we're talking about what we would trade from a Mavs perspective. What we would trade the pick for? It's not—it's not a scenario in which, like, when I pose this question on on Twitter after the East thing about the Embiid thing, there's different people that are arguing and saying, "Oh, why would Philly even do this?" I'm not—we're not—I'm not saying that they would do it. I'm saying, what would you give it up for? And so in this scenario, if we talk about Jamal Murray, some would Denver give up Jamal Murray for the fourth pick? I don't know, probably not. But would I trade? Like we're just talking about it from the Dallas perspective of this. So I would trade. You would trade the fourth pick for Jamal Murray, right?
0: Oh yeah, yeah yeah, yeah for sure. Yes.
1: You asked about Michael Porter Jr. I'm gonna. Oh, that one's freaking tough. That bro. one's hard. Uh. I'm going to lean no, but it would have to be something like attached or something to it. He's still, he's still an unknown Uh, setting out a whole year. I, I literally just watched him like two weeks ago. I sat on the front row and watched him do this like live action three on three scrimmage for like 15 minutes. It was an hour and a half before tip off and of course, in that scenario he's massive. He's near seven feet tall. He's hitting all these shots against these player <laughs> interns and a couple other guys on the team. But
0: shout out to those player interns. They get torched every single night. Just absolutely yes. torched in warm ups every night by the best players in the NBA. <laughs> going half speed.
1: <laughs> um, so but I'm gonna lean I'm gonna lean no that I would not.
0: What is more unknown? Michael Border Jr. or R. J. Barrett in the NBA? Injuries, include, Porter, injuries, Michael, in, injuries included. Michael
1: Porter Jr. Still. Yes.
0: Okay, take injuries out of it as a talent. A talent. I think Michael Porter high, Jr. is more known than R.J. Barrett.
1: A talent, higher ceiling, Michael Porter Jr. Wider range of outcomes, Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. Sa- safer Like pick between the two, R.J. Barrett. Because of injuries. Because of injuries and yeah, and just on this Dallas team, it kind of just it kind of goes into the RJ Barrett type of thing of you know he he's gonna need the ball, he's gonna be this you know scoring wing, you know six ten frame and stuff, and it's okay to have another guy, but if if whoever whoever the other guy is that's gonna have the ball besides Luca on the wing, I would like for them to be a guard, if that makes sense, like another playmaker type.
0: It does make sense. What about Gary Harris? That one's tough. You know, Gary Harris' stock has kind of went down. He's, he's it, had a tough year with injuries. He's been in and out of the lineup. His shots been inconsistent because of it. He was a super hot name going into the season.
1: And, you know, even on the season, he's played 48 games. He's only started 39 of them. And, which still, you know, a decent amount. But there's still games in which, you know, he, he's obviously come off the bench some. Uh, he got the contract extension, this one's super tough because he's 24 years old. I think I would do it if it's four. If it's like two or three, I wouldn't. But I think if it's four, you could convince me because I think there is a world in which he he is a nice fit alongside Luke on the wing.
0: He'd be great. I mean, he'd be a great fit next to them on the wing, but.
1: He's only shooting 35% from 3. I, I know, I know, wish but, that was higher, but
0: I feel like a lot of it is because of injuries, just the inconsistency in and out of the lineup. I feel like if he played a full season he'd be, you know, back to what he was before. Yeah. At least that's what I think from that end. So, not a ton on the Nuggets. There's like
1: um, and and another thing, we obviously glossed past Jokic. Oh, yeah. We're kinda, we're kind of leaving the obvious and we might mention like those are obvious. You obviously trade the picks for him anything besides Zion, you trade for Jokic.
0: There's nothing, I don't think there's anything Denver would actually give up, if you look at it from the other side. I don't even know if they'd give up Michael Porter Jr. It's just such a good fit yeah. with what they want to do.
1: I could see a world in which they gave up Gary Harris, mainly because of two things. Malik Beasley kind of really uh, improved a lot this year, and two, uh, Gary Harris's cap number... In correlation with their cap situation right now, if they looked at it and said, "Hey, Malik Beasley could be a replacement of him, and let's try to get off this money and get another top, you know, pick," I could see that. But that's about it, though. Maybe. They're not giving. Up I still Murray think you, you believe
0: in Gary Harris more than the draft pick. Yeah, if you're Denver and Denver's kind of they're they're in win now mode. They're not you know in stock future asset mode. They're not trying to rebuild or anything like that. That's true. All right. Let's uh, let's take a quick break, and then we'll move on to our next team. Um, and, guys, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, you can get it on Apple Podcasts. You can get it on Spotify. You can get it all kinds of different places. There's also a new app called Himalaya. Himalaya is a sponsor of this podcast, and it's a new podcast app uh, in an everyday expanding podcast world. You need Himalaya with their personally curated playlists and new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Go try it. It's interesting. It's got a lot of different features on it that are different than the uh, the normal podcast app. So go try out Himalaya, H-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A. All right, Isaac. So moving on to the next team would be the Golden State Warriors, <laughs> who have not made... An in season trade since 2015, I believe. Wow. Nobody will trade with them. They're just all sitting by themselves. Nobody wants to trade with the Sad Warriors.
1: I mean, we're in a theoretical world, we're thinking like draft night and what would that look like? I just don't see any options on Golden State besides like their main guys.
0: Even their main guys are all kind of in weird spots. Like they're not trading Steph. They're Clay Thompson's gonna be a free agent. So on draft night, what are you trading for, <laughs> right? Like you're you're trading for the opportunity to re-sign Clay.
1: And even yeah, then, I mean, okay.
0: Clay is more valuable than that pick. I mean, straight up, that doesn't work.
1: Yes, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. No, yeah, I'm not thinking about Clay. That's a no, bro. I'm I'm thinking about Draymond.
0: Draymond come would be an expiring 18.5 for next season. 18.5 million for next season. There's that so, there's that whole rift the, the Draymond and Durant thing. What if that actually is a real thing? They decide they have to choose between one of the two. Durant has a player option this summer. Yes,
1: well, I mean, I think KD's leaving and I think Golden State just runs everything. They just keep everything together. They'll max out Clay. They'll have this backcourt forever and then they'll figure out Draymond's stuff, you know, down the line at some point
0: after next season.
1: Yes. If you, if you're golden state, what would Draymond fetch you on the open market trade wise? Gosh, as a, as like veterans, because you know, there are probably teams. his value across the league has to be so intriguing because there's probably teams that said, I don't want to touch that. and. Uh, for like personality stuff there's probably teams that say I don't want to touch it because he's a system player and they might not think he's going to be anything outside of yeah. Golden State but then you might find guys that say you know what that's exactly who we need and like Denver a Denver I mean okay I know Draymond as far as athleticism and stuff it, it seems like he's dropped off you know dropped down a notch but man, he would be nice alongside Luke and KP. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know I'm a you know I'm a huge Draymond guy. I love I love Draymond, but this a defensive guy like him alongside KP. At, if KP's at the five, a guy that can be a the... heart and soul too. I mean, he oh he's, my he's a gosh, barker. Bro. He can
0: he's be out there and, and help drive things. I mean, it...
1: as as some as a media member told me a while back, and I'd share with you. Uh, we were talking about – this is a national guy. We were talking about players that – the type of players Dallas needs this offseason and team building, and that person said, man, this team needs some uh Some other efforts. Yes, yes, uh, this team <laughs> needs that. And, uh, and that would be – man. But so, okay, here's my question. What if they could get if,
0: Beverly and Draymond? Oh, that would
1: be perfect. I mean, there you go. Sign it up. Two mother efforts. Um, right
0: you think they would claw each other's throats out? <laughs>
1: Um, if you know, if you knew you could get Draymond Green on an extension on like a three year extension, would you you trade three
0: years and it's, there's no options on the end of it or anything. It's just straight up three years.
1: Yeah. And and not max, let's just say like 20 million or 23 million.
0: He's the thing about Draymond Green is,
1: would you do it for the fourth pick?
0: Yeah, probably.
1: I would too. Would you do it for the third or second?
0: Yes. Yeah, I'd value two through three. Two through four, I kind of value the exact same. <laughs> okay. For me. Um, I, I don't think other teams would value it the same way. But the thing about Draymond is, do you remember the, the conversation around Tristan Thompson when he was getting that extension? when When no. LeBron was still there? And the extension seemed ridiculous at the time. It wasn't egregious, though, because the, the Cavaliers needed Tristan Thompson more than literally any other team in the NBA needed Tristan, needed a Tristan Thompson-type player. And they couldn't get another player any other way. The Warriors are kind of in that same situation with Draymond. Is he's more valuable on the Warriors, I feel like, than any other team in the NBA. Yes. He knows them. His, his, the leadership with Steph and Curry, the leadership you know, pendulum or the leadership scale, goes back and forth with them, and they fit together so well in that area. And playing on the court wise, obviously, because they you know, this team without Kevin Durant won seventy three games and, and won a title. They need him more than than any other team needs him. And so I man, but I if another know.
1: team is but if another team is out there and we I throw out Dallas, it just happens to be our team. If another team is out there, they have two young like stars. And they're the stars of the team, and they're wanting to make that next push. And you want to you want to bring in a heart type of player of your team to set the tone on defense that has, has championship pedigree.
0: I'm just saying, Draymond, the Warriors wouldn't, to, give, Warriors wouldn't give them up.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. <laughs> well, I I could see a scenario if if KD you know turned away from New York and said I want to come back, and they say you know what, all right. That's part of their pitch of, hey, if you come back, we're gonna trade off Draymond.
0: We'll send Draymond away.
1: What you know? What would be the route in which they would go? You know what? What would be more valuable to them? Obviously, they would want win now players, but would it be a trade out? You know, what, how? What are the win now players that you could get? Would it be equal value of Draymond, or would you just? Say you know what? We're just going to throw this twenty million and get it off our books. We're going to get a top four guy in this draft and develop him. Hope that he. I mean, if you swap out Draymond for any, you know, any of these type of guys, these DeAndre Hunters, these Jarrett Culver, um, you know, any of those type of guys, would they? Obviously, it would take time, but that I don't think they trade Draymond either. But that's the only scenario in which I could see it.
0: Yeah, other than that, I just don't think there's anything else that the Warriors have to offer. They're pretty much all just those top guys and then just random yeah. like, minimum guys. <laughs> it's really their whole roster. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, moving on to the next team, the Houston Rockets. This one's kind of interesting. They're they're willing to give up any, any first-round picks, four first-round picks for Jimmy Butler. <laughs> give them all away. <laughs> uh, the Rockets also don't really have anything that I'm super interested in. Um, uh, no, probably not.
1: Clint Capella is the only one that makes me hesitate if they're committed to, if they would be committed to playing KP at the four and Capella would be your rim rolling Dwight Powell, you know, type. But,
0: well, yeah, I just don't, that. I, I put that in the James Harden category. It was just not happening. He just gave him a five-year deal. Yeah, I guess not. That's just me.
1: Yeah, probably not.
0: Other than that, yeah. it, other than that, on the roster next year is, is Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker, and that's it. <laughs> that's their whole <laughs> roster next year. Oh, Chris! Oh, yeah, In all those guys. And it's a uh, 115 million already. That's insane. Yeah, Chris Paul, James Harden, Clint Capella, Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker, 115 yeah. million. That's it, right there. No, Boom. nobody
1: else on Houston.
0: The salary cap, by the way, next year is 109 million. <laughs> that's wild. That's crazy. Five guys. Wow. Yeah, Rockets. The, so, some of these are going to be really easy. We're just going to you know, waltz yeah. right through them, and there's not going to be a ton to talk about. The Los Angeles Clippers are next. The Clippers roster is somehow even more bare than the Rockets roster next season. They have Danilo Gallinari at $22.5 million, Lou Williams at $8 million, Montrezl Harrell uh, at $6 million, and those are all expiring, by the way. That They're all expiring next year, so literally like their cap is completely clean Except out. for Lou. I don't think Lou is. He's non-guaranteed after... Uh, next season. Okay. So technically he is. Um, and then they have Shea Gilgis, Alexander, Jerome Robinson, Landry Shamit. Those three guys. Uh, any combination of those guys. I mean, obviously we do it for Shea, right?
1: Oh, for sure, yeah.
0: But I don't think they would do it.
1: I would give up two for Shea in a heartbeat. Shea over Jabmir.
0: Yes. Landry Shamit and something else.
1: No. No, I'm sorry.
0: Not interested in Landry. I mean, I like him, but no, not that. What if they get their own pick this year? You trade down, get Landry? No, they don't have their own pick. Oh, yeah, because they're going to make the playoffs.
1: Yeah, they're locked in.
0: They're locked in. Uh, then, yeah, they don't have anything else. They're they're. I mean, if their it, books are just so clean right now. They're, they're it, hoping, it, it, praying for Kawhi.
1: They're one of my favorite teams in the league right now. They're so fun to watch. For me, I love the team chemistry thing. I love their locker room celebration. They're just poised. They're they're just sitting there waiting for Kawhi Mm -hmm. or a star to come. It would not shock me if they have two stars to go there this summer.
0: That'd be wild.
1: Um, If Montrez Harrell was on the same deal he's on, six million a year for the next four years, would you trade it? Would you trade that pick for him?
0: Probably. I mean, that fit next to KP would be nice. Yeah, I would.
1: I think I would too.
0: The thing is though, him and him and Dwight Powell are like so. <laughs> you want to yeah, play? That... You don't play. You can't play them together, and so you want to play forty-eight minutes of.
1: That's why. Well, that's why I said if it was he was, if he had a contract that was like long-term. Yeah. He only has one more year after this, so I wouldn't do the deal. No.
0: Yeah. Uh. So yeah, there you go. Clippers. The next team, the Los Angeles <laughs> is... Lakers. Uh, they are just, they just have so many weird things. I mean, they have their own pick this year. Uh, is there anything they could attach to their pick this year? That's Wait, probably will gonna... their
1: pick being the lottery. they are they making the playoffs?
0: would, is there, is there anything you would attach to their pick this season? It's going to be around like 10 or 11, um, that they have on their books next year. LeBron, the whole stretched contract, <laughs> uh, Lonzo ball, Brandon Ingram, Mo Wagner, Kyle Kuzma. Can you imagine Mo Wagner, Mo Wagner, Porzingis, and Luca? Oh Lord, <laughs> they need Isaac Bonga. If Dirk is going to be gone, they need another German to take his place. And I guess it's Maxi. Maxi, you know Maxi could go though.
1: You know, well, if they got Bonga in the deal, oh that's true. You know how yeah, you know you know how much I like Isaac Bonga in the as a second round like flyer in this past draft. There were some media uh, German media. And a few weeks ago to uh, just talk to Dirk and they were filming something. And uh, I sit there and I literally talked to him forever about Bonga. <laughs> and I, I was like quizzing about him and how good he is and some players coming up in uh, basketball over in Germany. stuff. anyway, um, well, do we want to go down this road road of who we would take?
0: Yeah, let, let's take a break. And when we come back, I feel like this might take the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> alright Isaac so we're talking about the Lakers let's go down the road okay
1: I'll just throw this out there if the Lakers get if their pick falls 9-10 to 10, and Dallas lands 2-4 and the Lakers call up and they say, we'll give you Lonzo and the ninth pick for the second pick because they want John ja Morant. What do you say if you're Dallas?
0: If you're Dallas, you take that every day and twice on Sunday. <laughs> you, take fans it. Screaming, you take it. Screaming he he got right rid now. of the BBB on his arm and replaced it with these with these crooked dice. He's done. <laughs> He's done with his ways. He's done with those ways. He's moved on. I know he can't hit a free throw. I know he can't hit anything around the rim. I've watched him <laughs> more than any of you listening combined. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um,
0: but shit. he is a really good defensive point guard. He's an incredible passer, and his passing with Luca would be so fun. And it would just—it would be a good. He'd be a good. I feel like he could. Sh- he could hit a out. He could hit like a. That's the thing. Open he could hit shot, an outside right? shot. He can hit a three. He just can't hit anything inside the arc because his shot. You just can't. He just can't.
1: Yeah. <sighs> Let me say I do agree with Nick. I would do it, too. And for the for the most part of, I think, the guys that I like for that fourth spot or for that two through four spot that I've mentioned before on this pod, I think they could be there at a ninth spot. I think one of those guys, a Brandon Kark, a DeAndre Hunter, a Jared Culver, Culver, uh, one of those guys could fall to that spot. And if not them... Yeah. It's not a fall you know, it's not a super big drop off to the next set of guys. So if you're telling me if Dallas lands at three and RJ Barrett's on the board, or and you know, or, and or John Morant's on the board, and they're saying, Hey, would you rather have Ja Morant or Lonzo and DeAndre Hunter or whatever it is, I would take Lonzo DeAndre Hunter and say, you know what, let's see what this, you know, a, a passing playmaking duo of Lonzo and and, and Lonzo and Luca uh, could do and all that stuff. I would wing. Me, It's
0: me. not be I mean, Luca and Lonzo. You got you got to put the the first name first. Come on.
1: Oh yeah yeah. Um, The thing about Lonzo that you worry about is anytime he, we ever mention Lonzo Ball on this podcast, somebody always tweets us is like, "Shut trash, up about Lonzo." Trash. We're just going through teams right now, and
0: the thing you worry I'm about with Lonzo believing. is his injury history. He played fifty two yeah, 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 games yeah, for first sure. season. He'll play forty seven games this season. rough
1: we both agree that well they wouldn't do that for brandon ingram what if they called up about kuzma or hart uh
0: i mean i think i would do it i I think josh hart is just josh hart being back with Jalen brunson come on
1: no i wouldn't do it for josh hart
0: to go yeah probably not to go down but he just i'm not
1: the biggest I'm not the biggest fan of Kyle Kuzma, but if it was Kuzma in nine to move up to four, I would do
0: it. Yeah, just to, just to move down, I would do it for sure.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I think I would still do it for Josh. I, I really like Josh Hart. I like him better than Kuzma. He's not better than Kuzma, uh, but I like him as a fit better. I don't think I would do it for, for, for Josh Hart. We need those winning players that have been around, Isaac.
1: We do. I, I do like him. I like him on social media, too. Anyway, let's go to the next team.
0: Next team is the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, Lord. Yeah, um, the Memphis Grizzlies. Besides Jaron Jackson, I mean, is Joe Kim no? Is he available or Chandler Parsons is available? Twenty-five million dollars expiring. We could take him in with the the trade exception, right? <laughs> he, he wants to be a Maverick. <laughs> um, they have Mike Conley. They have Chandler Parsons. Mike Conley's got a weird. Okay, so his contract is kind of like Blake Griffin's a couple years ago before he got the huge extension. He has like an early termination. Which is kind of like a player option. It's not exactly the same. It works a little differently, but he's a player option for the season after next, thirty-four half The rest of their team is just very odd. They have their your nemesis Kyle Anderson on the books. Ooh. They have a player option for Jonas Valanciunas, Justin J- Jaren Jackson, like you said, and then the rest of their guys are like restricted or non-guaranteed, and they all of a sudden don't have a ton on their books except for Chandler Parsons. Would you do Mike Conley for the pick straight up? Oh man, probably n- not. Man, I don't know.
1: It's tough. That is tough because because I think if it's at four, I'm doing it. Sign me up. That gives me at least two to three years under like under Con. If obviously if you knew that he would like, if you're guaranteeing me three more years of Mike Conley. You do even Conley. get guaranteed one year.
0: I mean, you get guaranteed one year that you don't get. You guaranteed. get guaranteed
1: one year, but that's tough. If he was on the books for another year for sure, I would do it hands down. Because Conley, Luca, and Porzingis, it's nice. You have yes, you have a three right there that could uh, put you in uh, very far of the playoffs. I think potentially i don't have anybody else on memphis by the way
0: what about bruno caboclo i love him he kills remember we liked javon carter last year he spent like the whole year in the g league yeah kind of bummed about him he he was perfect he's the perfect memphis guard he just go go spend some time with tony allen
1: yes yes please
0: all right the the next team is the minnesota timberwolves we're not going to make it through all these teams this is probably the last one we'll do whatever. Yep. We'll do the rest of another day. Well,
1: since you cut the pod short yesterday.
0: <laughs> By the way, I did not do that on purpose. <laughs> it was, uh, I, uploaded yeah, the, I uploaded the the audio, and it just literally cut off the last five, eight minutes of the podcast. I no Listen, how- he
1: said, he he gave this super hot take at the very end of the yesterday's podcast, <laughs> and he went back, and he was scared for it to hit, it's because he, he didn't want people to tweet, and now I'm putting him on blast, because at some point, we'll I might reveal what that take was.
0: I'll I'll say right now it's the, that Luke Walton would be a better coach than the Mavericks than than Rick Carlisle would be. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: that was not the take.
0: <laughs> but if the Mavericks did get Luke Walton, do you think Bill Walton would be around more? That's that's the only thing I'd be up for. <laughs> it's if Bill would be around a little more. Him and Celtics. <laughs> Did they ever play? I feel like their paths never crossed in the NBA.
1: Bill and said. I feel like That's a po- that's a podcast right oh there. Oh my
0: gosh. Bill and said's excellent adventure.
1: Oh. Hosted by Andy Sepco and Mavs
0: <laughs> Bill and said's excellent adventure. We just we just created that. It's beautiful. Man, that's the greatest thing we've ever come up with. Okay, the Minnesota Timberwolves. By the way, did you watch my video on Andrew Wiggins? Well, Bill, uh,
1: you know Dwight. Dwight Powell is one of the better three-point shooters in the whole league.
0: Dwight Powell is one of the greatest. You walk out into the open, advance the 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 vast expanse of Texas. You see the Texas sunset. You're wearing your ten-gallon hat, going to get some barbecue over at cattle ranch, and you're just admiring the life. That's Bill. That's my Bill Walton.
1: <laughs> uh anyway.
0: As the cattle moo in the horizon. Just like I'm just so it. lucky to be alive. <laughs> and Justin Jackson look- misses the three point shot. <laughs> That's how the game would go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, did we move on to Minnesota? We did. I asked you if you watched my video and you then you then you started to go on a no. joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Andrew Wiggins the worst shooter in the NBA right now. I thought you texted me as but it was DeRozan. He was, he's, DeRozan has, has one of the worst stats, but, but Wiggins is shooting like 40% from the field right now. Oh, Wiggins is like so bad right now. Uh, DeRozan is one of the worst shooters that doesn't take any threes. He's like really bad from two and he doesn't take threes, but Wiggins is shooting bad. He's shooting a bad percentage from both places <laughs> and he takes a lot. Yeah, it's-, it's just, uh, um,
1: nobody on the okay. Timberwolves besides Cat, right?
0: What about Robert Covington? That's tempting. Do we do you know his age? Do I know his age? No, I was not invited to his last birthday, sorry. Oh, I thought you were. Um Covington. You went to high school with him. <laughs> uh he's actually a year older than me. He was he was born in ninety. Oh, okay. So he'll be twenty nine next season. Um I like him, but no. Sorry. Yeah, nothing else really stands out. No, I'm not doing it for Sarge. They're in a weird spot. They have Jeff Teague, $19 million player option. He's picking that up. Gorgie Jang, they're ma- he's making 16 next year. Towns' deal kicks in. That is a super weird spot. They're so kind of stuck. Uh, all right.
1: Would you do it for Derrick Rose?
0: No, I would
1: not. You, you did a video on him.
0: Yeah, Derrick Rose had a nice season. But that doesn't mean I would trade for him. <laughs> there you go. We'll hit the rest of these teams at another time. There's a couple more, so we'll hit them at a different podcast date. But We'll do it very soon, though. Yeah, we'll do it maybe this week, maybe next. Uh, there you go. That's that's the trades for the Western Conference team so far. We will be back uh, tomorrow. There's a Mavs play tonight. Yes. The Mavericks play <clears> the <throat> Miami Heat the last time that Dirk and D. Wade will face off.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is a big game for the Heat. And, you know, they're fighting for a playoff spot right now. Take it. so Take, take the W. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, they're fighting for a playoff spot. This is at, obviously Dirk. Uh, could be his last time uh, in Miami. All the Wade stuff's going to be brought back up again. Um, yeah, so hopefully it'd be nice if they could beat the Heat, in my opinion. But. In some people's opinion, that's a no. I, I have one last thing to shout out on the pod. Not really a shout out, but a guy tweeted yesterday and said, Question for you dudes. Is it poor etiquette to stand during exciting parts of the game? Like last night, with two minutes to go and close score, I stood during plays to cheer my team, and boy, did I take a ton of flag. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, hats off to you, bro. If you are in American Airlines Center right now, Luka Doncic is just playing one of Dirk's potentially last games. It's under two minutes. It's a close game. And you're not standing up. You need to turn around and give your ticket to somebody else in the upper deck who would sit in that seat because you stand up, you cheer on your team. And if somebody behind you doesn't like it, then they could stand up and look over you. I could care less. So hats off to you. You asked, you asked for our opinion on Twitter. I tweeted about it too. It, it's one of my frustrating things of, hey, if you're going to sit in that lower bowl, you better stand up. You better cheer on your team, especially if it's a closed game, especially with Dirk and Luca and all that stuff. So, heck, yeah. Keep standing. Stand the whole game if you want to.
0: I'm going to uh, I'm going to take a different approach. There are times when it is okay to stand up. Those times are not in the middle of the game. Those times are at the end of the game, and then the Mavericks don't do that thing where you stand up at the beginning until they score, so it is not that time. Um, standing, no, you
1: stand up during the game. Standing at, at times
0: during a game is okay standing the entire time during a game is obnoxious oh no that just takes me back to college. college people do it yeah but they're most of them don't even know where they are that's very true <laughs> but it, it's a super cool atmosphere though sure but we got 82 of these suckers so gotta gotta save some of it for the the point with a bunch of 82 year olds around the court the moments that matter that's true yeah, I'm uh I'm okay with you standing at the end like Isaac said if it's the last couple of minutes or so and they need a big, you know, defensive stand or something like that. But but even if it's an
1: exciting play in the second quarter and you stand up, and you're like, "Let's go." Like you're hyped. That's okay. Stand, stand up, up.
0: Stand up, get excited, clap, st- sit back down.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not standing up in the first, you know, 2 minutes of the second quarter or something, but if it's the last game, it's under 5 minutes and it's a super close game, bear belief, stand up do your thing bro
0: yeah but the, there's a
1: lot of people listening to this podcast that would die to be in your su- shoes and they'd be standing up cheering as <laughs> as much as they could
0: if they died to be in his shoes we would not have this problem with standing up in... shut up nick i'm getting <laughs> off here <laughs> there you go guys we'll be back tomorrow thanks for listening and remember you can subscribe to the show on the new himalaya podcast app as well as the apple podcast google podcast spotify any of those spots, if you're listening online and you're like, where can I get this podcast that I can have it all the time and subscribe to it. Those are the places, the new Himalaya app, all those other places. And when you get in your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast, then say Locked On Mavs, Locked On Mavericks. Just say, hey, car, play podcast, (laughs) Locked On Mavericks. And
1: then you pull out your phone, you see your Himalaya app, then you pull up your Wise app and
0: look at the camera in your phone, bam, everything. Big brother is there for you. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavericks. Peace out. Boom.